Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with me, uh, XO Swimmer Girl XO, or otherwise known as Catherine. This is our third episode, guys. Huge, huge news. Um, three is a magic number. All good things come in threes, and so do bad things. And this is also the first episode I've ever recorded in my apartment. So for those of you who aren't familiar with me, my name is Catherine. Um, I have a TikTok account. <laughs> the name of it is XO Summer Girl XO. And I started posting on TikTok in 2021 um, for my apartment, um, which is where I am now. <laughs> I started, I launched my podcast this year in 2022, but the first two episodes I recorded at my parents' house, just so that you all have the scoop. Um, and I think that this is a really great episode to record for my apartment, specifically because what I'm doing tomorrow. So um, tomorrow I'm heading to New York, which is crazy to say, honestly. Um, I grew up going to New York a lot. My dad is from New York, and I've always been enamored with New York in general. I don't know why I used to try and rationalize it. And I think it's funny how often I find myself rationalizing why I feel certain things. Um, I think it's important and noticeable to note in general. Um, I used to say I'm really small. I'm fueled by anger. I talk fast. I walk fast. I love clothes and I love the cold. And while those things all make sense and also make sense as to why I like New York, I don't think I need to have a reason, but I'll tell you there's been a reason why I haven't returned. Um, I I met somebody this summer who made me relate to the red re-recordings, which is a gift in and of itself. Um, anybody who enters my life and allows me to relate to Taylor Swift's body of work in a better or like in a, a different way is somebody that I'm grateful for. Um, if you're not familiar with Red, the original album, or Red, the re-recording, the album is... Um, <laughs> It's a lot and it's about it's about two people who meet who are in each other's lives for a brief period of time and who like irrevocably like the aftermath of their meeting is a lot. I mean, it, it inspired an entire album and, um, you know, I never thought it's not that I didn't think that that could happen to me, you know, um, I guess it's one of those things that you don't understand until you really understand it, how somebody could really make you hesitate returning somewhere. I'm a type of person who, when somebody exits my life, I try and prevent myself from seeing them continue their lives. And that is not because I am cool, but to be casually cruel, in the name of being honest, it is because watching somebody's life um, continue on once I am no longer in it is something that is really upsetting to me. It took me a while to not be ashamed to say that sentence. And I'm proud of myself for saying it now. But you see, the older I get and the more times I get to experience love in different ways, the more I realize, um, and I started to realize that there are places on a map I couldn't go to. I started to realize that the fear of feeling was keeping me staying in place after my my meeting after my meeting of this person this summer after things ended I I met a lot of people from New York a lot of my TikTok mutuals are in New York a lot of my friends from home had moved there it seemed as though like the universe was just putting it in my face and I was not ready 
at all. I avoided it. It hurt and it was a lot. And something in time just made me feel ready now. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to New York for me. Every other time I've been to New York City, I've been with my family or I've been visiting a boy. Um, and for a city that I used, I just feel such a tie to, it's important for me to notice the behavior of why I've gone. And so I'm doing something right now that I never conceptualized myself doing, but feels so natural, like it was always meant to happen. And it's just this kind of beautiful kismet that I'm also recording my podcast for the first time ever in the apartment that I live in, just me. And it's cool, you know? It's been a lot to sink in. I'm going for the week to work remotely. Um, I love my job, my current job. And I, I work remote anyway. So I'm going to go and work and stay in a hotel and, you know, see the city for me. Not see it because I want to see it through somebody else's eyes or go to the places that my parents went to when they fell in love. This will be a different love story between me and a city I've always wanted to be in. And it's terrifying. It's a lot. And I'm feeling happy, free, confused at the same time. And I am so excited to go. Um, Just as like my all caps me. You know, because I realized when I started to go visit people, when I visited people in New York before I dated somebody in college who was from New York as well, I've always been trying to fit a narrative of what I think I should be. Um, I've always like underpacked. And if you know me personally, I overpack for everything. I actually, I would like to say I appropriately pack. I pack as though I'm going to be gone for two and a half weeks, no matter the actual length of time that I am gone for. I always pack that amount. And I honestly remember visiting New York and trying to seem cool, which is to say that who I am is not cool inherently if I am trying to seem cool by not being myself. And, you know, I'm not doing that now. And it feels so cool, you know? It's funny how cool being me really feels when I sit with her, you know? I'm really excited to go. I'm gonna have a lot of my friends, which I met on TikTok, as my guests on my podcast, which is a sentence I keep saying because it hasn't sunk in. I downloaded TikTok in a pandemic, pandemic we've all been in for years now, <laughs> but in a pandemic when I was feeling alone and lost, I was in a really lonely space. And I think it's important to note, um, I was lonely, but I was I was technically with somebody and there's a specific type of loneliness when you feel lonely and you feel as though you shouldn't feel lonely because you're not alone. And that's how I felt when I downloaded like the TikTok app. And so I remember following these people on TikTok that were funny and people you knew, but also people who were like around my age in New York City, specifically just happened to be, who were living what I guess I thought my life could have been. You know, they were cool, they were young, they had no idea what they were doing and they were going on dates and making friends and just being themselves and wearing what they wanted to wear and doing what they wanted to do and it was scary and they were learning and it just looked so cool and I was, I looked at their content and I thought, wow, like I wish that my life took that turn, you know? And it's funny, like I started posting on TikTok this summer because of a heartbreak and because I was 
you know, I picked me. I ended a relationship because I wanted to pick me. I wanted to prove to myself that I could meet somebody and fall in love while being my all caps me, like all caps Catherine. And, um, you know, that means that you can get hurt as all caps Catherine. And I downloaded TikTok to like process, I guess. And um, it's not lost on me that by doing that and being me, I became friends with the people whose lives I thought had passed me already. <laughs> whose timelines I wished I existed in and whose lifestyles seemed so authentic to me. And I think it's really cool, timelines in general, and I wish we talked about it more. If there's one thing I've learned while going through my most recent breakup um, that I initiated, it is, it is that nobody is on the same timeline. And I know that we all say that a lot. Many people say like, we're all in our own timeline. Like when so-and-so was your age, they hadn't moved out or Jeff Bezos started Amazon. I mean, first of all, all of those examples are always like extremely whitewashed and most of them are men. And then also it's like those examples seem so removed and it, for some reason they don't resonate enough to real life because some people are on a timeline right now where they don't know what they want to do with their lives, right? And some people are on a timeline where they graduated college and they're in love with someone that they met at a party and they go out with. And for some reason, talking about Jeff Bezos and how all of his privilege allowed him to start Amazon is not helping them. And I've been the person who's, I guess my timelines have just looked different than my friends more visibly, or at least I've experienced that. And it's been tough because when I make a decision for my own life, I have had people, I have had people double, double guess it, I guess second guess it. Like when I ended my long relationship, I was met with people who were in long relationships for like a similar period of time who just kept questioning why. And when you make a decision like that, when you decide to leave a situation after so much sunk cost, it's difficult. I mean, all, we make millions of decisions a day, honestly. And every decision you make is important because it's you know you can you can always make another one uh you know relatively speaking but they're decisions you make and i think oftentimes we misunderstand why people share decisions they make with their friends this is something i'm really really passionate about and get really riled up about when somebody tells you they made a decision they're not always asking for your input like especially when it's already been made I'm like oh you left why oh that's so weird why Oh, you're moving on too fast. Why? Like when you're being true to who you are, you are never too fast, too slow, too wild, too quiet, too loud. You are always just enough you. And if you did everything like all of your friends, if you interacted the same way everyone else did, you would be on someone else's timeline and that's not where you belong. Everyone's timeline only has space for them. And I'm frankly tired of people who get to relate to me and who see my content and say that I comfort them because their friends don't. Like I'm tired of knowing that this exists outside of me where people are saying, hey, I went through a breakup and I'm heartbroken to their friends and their friends are like, frankly, you're choosing to be sad. Frankly, just stop. Like I saw something on TikTok actually where a girl was sharing like a text message. Um, it's on my TikTok about it, but like she had a text message with her friend and she it said something like, oh, I'm sad. And the friend was like, at this point, it's pathetic. What? In what universe is that like a normal or healthy thing to tell somebody? Like, dear God, why are we so obsessed with adding shame to the just neutral notion that we're all 
living and experiencing life on our own time, in our own realm, through our own eyes. And I hate more than anything when that feedback, when somebody, you know, you know you're talking to one of those friends, to be honest, you always know you're talking to one of those people when they're like, yeah, but it's really exhausting because she keeps going back to him and it exhausts me. And like, I just wish if she just did X, Y, and Z, it would be better. You're not an oracle. Every exact, like everything that you do, you do based on your own experiences in life that you've experienced. And the past can help you predict a future, the future to some degree, but you can't tell the future. No one can, no matter how intelligent they are. Like nobody is capable of telling the future. And so it's so funny to me when people are like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well, if they just did what I said, it would be easier. No. <laughs> if somebody listened to your advice, if somebody acted just like you would in a situation, the only thing that they are accomplishing to 100% certainty is not being themselves. You can't control anybody but yourself. And frankly, you can't control what you feel. And I know that that's disarming. As somebody who has loved control her entire life, I understand how alarming that fact is, but it does not change that it is a fact because it is a fact. And so in the interim, while we're all being honest with ourselves, because you can't control how you feel and you can't control who you love and you can't control so much, but you have feelings about things. And so you're trying to figure out like we're all, we are the blind leading the blind. And I just will never be able to conceptualize why some blind lead with, you know, meanness and judgment as if to say, we're not blind too. You're blind too. Bad things happen to everyone. Pain happens Pain happens to everyone. And it's not great. Pain is uncomfortable. Uncomfortable feelings, you know, they're not comfortable to feel. But they happen and they're part of the human experience. And you, you will never, you're, attaining a human experience that does not include pain is unrealistic and impossible. And you can say what you want about it. You can say that, you know, you kiss a lot of frogs and that's why you meet your prince. I think that that is a dumb thing to say because frankly, I think some people, again, all on our own timelines, all on our own path, all figuring this out, blind leading the blind. Whatever way you want to grapple with the fact that uncomfortable and emotions, that discomfort comes like every other human emotion that we experience, that is up to you. But it comes it happens and nothing you can do will prevent it. Nothing. It's just going to happen. So when it does happen, I don't understand why we're so quick to add more shame and pain and discomfort to it. It has never, I can promise one thing, that has never helped anyone. I have been through that breakup I joked with my friends, which is a mean thing to say about a young version of me, but when I went through my first breakup of my first love, it was a lot. And we we, we were each other's like first kiss. We went to, like, it was a lot for us to deal with. And I spent weeks asking my friends, do you think he'll come back? Do you think he'll come back? And by the way, he didn't. But every time somebody would lose their patience, every time someone was like, Jesus, just get over it. All that made me do was feel more alone. Now, I am not blaming people's patience. I'm not. But I'm saying that when someone is struggling, they need, not need, when someone is struggling, feeling loved 
will never hurt them. Reassuring them that they are loved for who they are is never a bad thing to do. When someone, in my own personal experience, has gone out of their way to tell you that they are feeling insecure, when they are feeling hurt, when they are feeling a feeling that is uncomfortable, there has been so much time before that, so much thought, so much shame. You are getting the tip of the iceberg in everything people share with you because you don't hang out with your friends 24 hours in a day. You are the only person who experiences yourself all the time. You are the only person who knows really who you are at the core. That is true for everyone. Twins, parents, friends, lovers, bosses, you know you better than anyone in the world. And just because somebody else seems more buttoned up does not mean they are doing life better than you. This is not a competition to outdo someone else's version of you. The point is to be yourself. And nobody said that it was going to be easy. I know it's like nobody said that it was going to be easy. It was just going to be worth it. But I think that reminding people (laughs) that their only job here is to be true to their wants and their needs, like needs as much as they can without causing pain to others, (laughs) like serious pain. It's never hurt. It's only helped. As somebody who's felt an immense amount of shame for the majority of her life, for her instincts and who she is and her decisions and how different her path looks to everyone else. To the degree that I could be, I have always felt like an other, I guess. I think it's my ADHD. I don't know. And just like every Disney movie and book, the reasons that you hate yourself, like the reasons that you stick out become the things that you love about yourself. And I just want to remind people of that because I think it's easy to remember when you're in a happy place, but it's most useful to remember when you're not and when you're in discomfort. Love, in my opinion, is a feeling you have no control over like all the others and love, in my opinion, does not end. People often ask me, how do I get over somebody? How do you know that you were over somebody? And as I, you know, get ready to go to New York again, I think for me, I don't believe in getting over people. I guess I just believe that at some point, I learned to love the version of me that loved them. I stopped hating her. I stopped yelling at her. I stopped making fun of her. I stopped holding her accountable for information that was not made available at the time. I stopped judging 17-year-old me for looking through a 17-year-old lens. I stopped judging me in May of 2021 through the eyes and the knowledge of me in January of 2022 because out loud, it sounds silly. Because it is. It sounds silly because it's silly to me too. On that note, I want to answer the DM of today's podcast. As always, um, please DM me at exoswimmergirlxo underscore on Instagram or dive in with exoswimmergirlxo. I read these DMs and I answer them on my podcast so that you guys can get like more um, thorough answers. 
than you would get on TikTok, which has like a three minute limit. Um, and I will be messaging this girl back it is a girl. <clears throat> So, hi, Catherine. Love your videos. Thank you. Could you talk about the pressure to date young? I'm a very emotionally mature 20-year-old who has always struggled to find a guy, and it's had a large impact on my confidence negatively. I constantly feel anxious, and I'm inferior to my peers who have boyfriends. Um, as someone who's been to many therapists, there's something soothing about the way you give advice. Thank you so much. As, and before I knew you were a Taylor Swift fan, I thought to myself that you and her need to be best friends. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry for sniffling. I can't stop smelling this microphone and it smells like chemicals and it's making me cough. Second of all, I love you and thank you for saying that, all of those things. Um, I picked this to address today specifically. I'm sorry that you feel this pressure to date young. I think that similar to a lot of Taylor Swift's work, honestly, love and emotions are out of our control and I think I know in the song Treacherous, she's like, I'm on, I'm unsure if falling in love is a choice, you know? And I think that that's important to remember at all ages. I'm sure you're extremely emotionally mature at age 20. But even that I want to hesitate for because there is no timeline of anything. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And it can be really difficult to have friends who are in different timelines than yourself. I know I did at that age. I had... um friends that were at similarly different timelines to where I am now when I was in my early 20s I guess I'm no longer which is kind of dark sorry I just drank water everyone don't know if you heard that <laughs> but I also had this experience when I ended a relationship so when I ended a relationship and again like this is projecting everyone projects a at the core you only know what people share you cannot control your own feelings, you can't, and you can't control feelings of anyone else. So while it's easy to feel shame and say like, oh, I don't, I haven't met somebody yet, that's not fully in your control. And so attaching shame to it doesn't seem to be the most useful thing while it is the most, like, the most, I guess, natural thing. I think because we're taught to, to put ourselves in like this ridiculous timeline of things. You're also existing in a pandemic, like a global pandemic. So that's throwing a whole wrench into this whole thing so much changes in your life every single year and especially in your 20s. And so, you know, when I ended a long relationship, I want you to know my friends who at the time were my friends from home, all of them almost were in long relationships. Like I was the only person not in the long relationship and I ended it. So I quickly felt like I had a scarlet letter on my chest. Um, I hadn't shared a lot of the problems or difficulties because I'm a really big believer in privacy and intimate relationships, which I understand can become difficult and dangerous in abusive situations. I just personally, you know, when I ended things, I remember my friends being like, why didn't you ever tell us? And I was like, why would I? That's so disrespectful. I'm really sorry. I had to burp and it was so revolting. So anyway, my friends were like, why didn't you tell us X, Y, and Z? And to me, it was so clear. Why would I? It was a relationship I had not with them, but to them, this came out of thin air. And so I assume that some of them who were in longer relationships might have thought if my friend could do this, she chose to do this, A, which right, I made a decision. And B, I think it made people a little nervous if that could happen to them too, because they didn't know my relationship because they weren't in it. For that period of time, I felt really alone. Um, I felt really alone and I already felt alone to begin with. Um, 
But what I realized is nobody is, you know, bad or good for not being on the same timeline as you. And for me, I noticed I wasn't invited to things uh, the boyfriends were invited to because I didn't have one. And that hurt. And in that time that I wasn't, I reached out to people. Actually, the universe kind of brought people into my life who were in the same space as me. And what's funny is I sit here now in my room, you know, sniffling because of, you know, the chemicals on my microphone <laughs> and thinking about New York. I realize I personally have struggled with friends my entire life. Like I have struggled to feel accepted for who I am my entire life. I've never felt like I fit. I've always felt like I was lucky to have the friends like I was with. I always felt like they could leave. I've had a lot of fights with friends and not fights like I've just, I've never really known my place. And this year specifically changed that. The friends that came into my life when I felt so alone were friends I had met already and our paths were different. Our timelines were different and our, we reconnected and I remember one of the first times I'd hung out with them after reconnecting was when uh, I was really sad. I was really vulnerable, very emotionally intimate in some place that I would feel more comfortable being alone and they were there. And these girls stayed up all night with me when I cried. They made me laugh and I felt with them immediately accepted in a way I've never felt before. Now, you might not believe in astrology and that's fine. That's for another day. Uh, but all of us are earth signs, I think. Actually, I was trying to figure out the two of our friends. I think they're born in the summer. And one of them, cough, cough, Molly, does not have her birthday on Facebook. And so I cannot find it because I didn't have it written and I should have anyway. So maybe they have some water signs. But I know I went to one of my astrologer friends, Lucy Marr in the stars. I recorded a podcast with her. It'll be coming out in February, which is dope. And she read my birth chart and she said something like at a certain degree of a part of my life. I would have learned this lesson that was always difficult and it was friends and the degree was the year and it was 23. And when I was 23, I met these girls who at 26 became the best friends I've ever had. And I just think it's funny that kismet and I don't mean to brag. What I mean to tell you is sometimes it's really hard to see what we have when we are looking at what we don't have. I'm not blaming you for being sad. It sucks to feel this way and I'm so sorry. And for you, I want you to know you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And that I love you. And that if the friends that you're with right now aren't making you feel love for who you are and where you are, that does not mean that you aren't where you're supposed to be. I like to remind myself sometimes when I feel down about all the incredible things that have happened to me not to say I have no right to feel down, which is a very easy thing to do and I do not like, but to think about the nights before I met them. I met my first love, like one of the great loves of my life on a family vacation when I was 16, I think, freshman year. So maybe 15, 16, it was in April. My birthday's in May, 15. I remember packing for that trip late at night, packing t-shirts, angry, crying because I was bullied at school, feeling stupid, alone. No one was ever going to love me. And I met one of like the great loves of my life. I remember posting a TikTok, going to therapy, like before I went to therapy and coming out and people saying that it had resonated with them and that they felt alone. like there are such incredible things 
There's so much incredible things. There are so many incredible things that have yet to happen to you. So many surprises that implicit in how wonderful they are, if you knew about them now, wouldn't be as wonderful. And so while I think it's important to practice being present, even in discomfort, I am of the belief that it has never hurt me to remind myself that, well, I don't know what is around the corner and that could be fear and that could be disappointment and that could be sadness. It could also be something more incredible than I could ever imagine. And regardless of what it is, I have me. You're on your own timeline with yourself. You've gotten through every period of time, every tough, everything you have gotten through. You have done it on your own. You have brought your body through it. To me, nothing says you won't do the same with everything else coming your way. I'm sorry that you're going through this. I want you to know that while meeting a boy, obviously there's so many people who say meeting a boy does not define you, love does not define you. There is nothing wrong with wanting love. There is nothing wrong with wanting partnership. There is nothing wrong with you at all. You're exactly where you need to be. I'm glad you reached out to me. And I love you. As for the rest of you guys, I cannot thank you enough for listening along. Um, I will be recording with some of my friends in New York. I have no idea what I'm doing or how to do it. But specifically, I want to take the time right now to thank each and every person who listens to this because this is something that was around my corner that even in my wildest dreams, I didn't think could happen to me. I love you all, and I'll see you next Tuesday.